0: Hello, you're listening to shut up and watch this episode number 28. I'm Dave. I'm Ashley and we're a couple in Austin, Texas getting to know each other better and better and better by uncovering each other's media and pop culture blind spots and sharing the must see movies and guilty pleasures from our past yes. each week. One of us chooses a movie or a television show that the other person has never seen experienced encountered maybe encountered but not seen. Mm. And it's something that's important to us in some way. And, uh, we force them to watch it. Yes. But we've already not with lidlocks and clockwork orange style. Anything yes. like that. <laughs> and we're a couple. We we got married because of this show. No, we didn't get no. married because of this show. We but we can create any false history or lore for all of you new visit vis- visitors, listeners visitors, yes. that we'd like to because anyway, join us. Yes. Won't you? <laughs> so what did <laughs> What did we choose this time?
1: So it was Dave's pick. And he chose. I guess
0: I should know what I chose.
1: Yes, he chose the movie Notorious about the famous rapper. No, no, no. I did not.
0: <laughs> we should put That's which a episode? movie by the same name, but
1: 1946's no. Notorious uh, by famed and fantastic director Alfred Hitchcock, and it is a film about uh, Devlin. Played by Graham. Grant. A a government agent working for the United States, fighting Nazis after the war as Mm -hmm. they've gone down to Brazil or Rio. Brazil, that's...
0: Rio's in Brazil.
1: Yes. um, So he recruits... um, Ingrid Berger. Alicia uh, to be a secret agent because she has some connections to some of these Nazis down in Rio. And um, thus begins... uh, the beginnings of a love triangle between her, uh, Dev, the secret agent, and this connection that she had through her father, this Nazi agent who they're trying to get some information on. Um, so uh, they sent her in undercover to to discover what what the Nazis are up to. That's what's going on with this movie.
0: She has to meet and get very friendly yes, with Claude Rains. That's
1: right. <laughs>
0: yes. Who's the head of this group. Yes. Okay. Nicely done. Thank you. All right. So why did I choose this movie? Why did
1: you choose this movie, Dave?
0: Let me interrogate myself <laughs> on this matter. Um, I love this movie. I love this movie. It's one of my favorite Hitchcock movies. I was flabbergasted that... What was that?
1: It was a bird. Okay.
0: I, Speaking I of the was birds. Your, I thought it was uh, your greyhound <laughs> whistling. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> I love this movie. It It's... Um, not the first Hitchcock movie I ever saw, but I can't believe that you'd never seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just taps a lot of those same buttons as Casablanca and other um, romantic dramas of the time. And in fact, it has in- Ingrid Bergman and Claude Rains, mm-hmm. both from Casablanca yes. in this, and Cary Grant, one of my all-time favorite, favorite actors in, movie- actually both of them, mm-hmm. um, Ingrid Bergman and and Cary Grant are two of my favorite superstars of, of the past. And um, I adore Hitchcock. I think I've seen almost all of the movies that we can see that are available. <laughs> and um, and I guess this taps back into, in, in the same way that The Seven Samurai, which we talked about recently, yeah. this goes way back to my roots of like falling in love with the movies. And before I encountered um, foreign films and Japanese movies and French movies and all that kind of stuff, first I got, I, I fell for old Hollywood and it was my dad who introduced me to Hitchcock movies, and he took me to see my first two films, my first two or three Hitchcock films. They were run; they they re-released um, a bunch of of Hitchcock in the mid to late '80s that had been mm-hmm. out of circulation because of rights problems forever. And if some of you are about my age, you may remember when all of a sudden we got to see Vertigo, Rear Window, The Trouble with Harry, Rope. And maybe the other one is the other the newer man who knew too much with mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart, but those were out of circulation for a long time and they were back. I saw vertigo and Rear Window were my first Hitchcock movies. I must have been 12, 11 mm. or 12 and um, and've I've been hooked ever since. I mean Hitchcock and Kurosawa, just like Kurosawa were two of the directors that made me fall in love with the movies that wanted that made me see movies from the point of view of what is the camera doing? How are my emotions being manipulated by shot size and by, um, camera movement and editing and, and, and all of that. Like it's when I started to really Hitchcock is, is like a big one for people when you first kind of discover like the art of film, the grammar of cinema and, and the power of it and the, and the, the wealth and the breadth of stories that you can tell. And you've got the suspense angle. You've got the, the very weird tortured love story in this i mean yeah. it's it's a, it's a painful movie yes. but it just it, i i feel it every time mm. i still feel it it still holds up i probably haven't seen it in 10 good 10 or 15 years i think i say that every time we we do an episode yeah. i haven't seen this movie so i'm bringing these out of the vault yeah for for you to see <laughs> and um i guess that that's that's what it is i mean this isn't just this isn't just one of my favorite Hitchcock movies. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, just period.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: So where do we go from here? That's.
1: <laughs> well, I. Just, this is where she goes. I
0: hated it. It's terrible. Well,
1: you know, I, I don't. I mean, like, I understand Cary Grant's character is just not very nice to Alicia ever it's true, <laughs> and like he doesn't really like where she has a whole backstory and she has friends <clears throat> and she i mean like they have this recording of her being like this amazing patriot who like stands up against her father um in, and her
0: father's one of the nazis yeah, and she does not go along with it yeah, at all and
1: so like she has this great backstory and she's a very fleshed out character i think and i feel like he is less back backstory and other than being like a charming and attractive man i don't know what she sees in him you know because she's you know, amazing you know and he's kind of like
0: well in that we unfortunately we get the kind of shorthand that you often yeah. got in in hollywood movies of the time is it's like a love at first sight yeah, kind yeah. of thing? they just have instant
1: K- well, there is that whole scene. I mean, they do kind of get that scene where he is driving her around while she's drunk. They have you know? the driving her around scene. Yeah.
0: They have just... Okay, they have like <laughs> this beautiful scene mm-hmm. right before they know what the job is going to be. Yeah. Where they're, they've just arrived in Rio. She knows that she has a job to do for the U.S. government. They don't know what it is. And they're just kind of waiting and biding time and being in love. And this is the only glimpse of them happily in love. Yeah, It's a three, it's maybe a four or five minute scene. And at the time um, it was one of the longest screen kisses ever in movie history because it starts with them out on the balcony Mm. in the hotel room or the apartment where they're staying and they're, Kind of just, and it's a, it's a two shot, yeah. a tight two shot on both of them. Their face is touching, their cheeks touching. It starts in a kiss and they talk about what are they going to make for dinner and she yeah. can cook a chicken. And during the she course of the scene, <laughs> they, they end up moving across the room yeah. and he gets the telephone call that he has to go down and. And find out what the job is, and there's more kissing and leaning in, and him trying to take the call while it's happening, and it ends up with them finally parting and one last bit. Of, it's a, it's, yeah. it was the longest screen kiss at the time, yeah. I believe. Um, but that, I mean, it that, probably still of, is
1: because, like, it's rare that people are kissing for like three and, and you a half didn't minutes.
0: Actually, I think see real intimacy like that yeah. in that way in movies of the time. Mm. So I think it was unique in that well and I well. was
1: reading about this they the at the time the standards board had a thing you couldn't kiss for longer than three seconds at a time which so is they why had they had to break had so,
0: apart yeah
1: all this sort of nuzzling and, and close mm-hmm.
0: cheeks you know, against yeah. cheeks and um, you know smelling hair mm-hmm. and, and it's a really it's a really sensual scene yeah. and and you and that's the place where you get like even if they don't give you any logical reason that's the place where you see that there's something, that yeah. there's a spark and there's something there. And then you never see that again. Well, it's Because it's, 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 so it's a painful. tortured, painful thing that like can't he, happen.
1: As soon as he hears the thing, you know, what the assignment is, which is she has to essentially seduce this former Nazi who's still a Nazi doctor, you know. The job is he
0: has to send her to, yeah, yeah. to seduce and yeah, sorry. I'm just gonna yeah. say exactly what you're gonna <laughs> say. Claude Rains, yeah, her father's former associate who had a crush on her when she probably was a little too, too young. young. Yeah, yeah,
1: because he's pretty old. Because he's a yeah. lot older than yeah. her.
0: Um, but she she's supposed to go out, and they're gonna arrange a meeting, and they're gonna and she's going to get close to him. And there's all kinds of euphemisms in, in this yeah. Hollywood movie about you know. I'm I'm his new playmate. Yeah, you know I made the cut. Or you know
1: I don't. So it's it's interesting to me because she clearly comes from a, a more European viewpoint, and he's got this straight laced American thing going on, which I think maybe goes a little way towards explaining how judgy he is about her past. You know, and her drinking and her being with other people, because I think like. You know, in a continental sense, that she's a little more free than the sort of straight-laced American
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, way of things, and of course, him being in in law enforcement, he I guess he would be even more yeah. so. Um, but like, as soon as he does say something about not wanting her to do it to the men in the room, but then he can't he can't say that he started an affair with she her. Begs him to yeah. say. To, yeah. to tell and her he that she shouldn't do, do it. Do it. But he does. I think it's interesting. He does stand up for her in front of the the men in that room, although he can't say why.
0: Mm-hmm. But he, <laughs>
1: he. But then when I don't he, think she'll do it. Yeah. Is what he said. And then when he goes to her, I mean, and like this is where I think like her love of America is such that she would do anything unless he would actually ask her not to do it. You know, she's got competing loyalties there, and well, short of that promise that he's going to offer her something
0: unfortunately i think that like she's also in a weird way trying to prove her love for him by doing whatever it is that he needs her to do and also maybe there is something to the fact that she's hoping that at every turn that he'll that it's kind of a test of his how how much in love will you actually let me do this and will you actually let me marry him? Yeah. Because, you know, a, a bit farther along and, and there's a marriage proposal in the works.
1: Well, they just, they're fantastic in those scenes where like they do that switch. For, and it happens like, especially in that scene when he gets the call, the switch happens like that. Like they get cold. They withdraw well, he come, completely. He comes back from that yeah. and
0: won't we'll talk to her and yeah. is completely shut down. Yeah. And that's the way he treats her most of the yeah. rest of the movie. Yeah.
1: It's true.
0: The only time it's really sad, but the only times you see him like flirt and interact with her again are when they're performing at when, the party at at, at um, Sebastian Claude Rains' mm. party. Mm. Um, because they have to find ways for them to debrief each other and connect about what about the job they're working yeah. on and what they're looking for in a way that just looks like they're having light social banter, and, yeah. or that he's even kind of coming on to her as a former lover that she has to kind of push away, and, yeah. and that's sort of this the the line they take. So I want. So yes. The Cary Grant character is extremely problematic <laughs> yeah. and is in no way admirable. Okay. Yes. This is not, yeah. this is, so I say this comes out of the yeah. era of Casablanca, but it's not, he's not Rick. He is he's not, not Rick. He is not <laughs> a romantic not, hero. Yeah. This is a romantic tragedy in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so like, I mean, I don't know how much of, I feel like you've probably seen a decent amount of Cary Grant's movies across but how often do you see him play someone who's that cold never almost never and someone who can't express his emotion Mm. and so what you what you're getting is his entire reaction to this just terrible situation of of having to force her to sleep with somebody else yeah and you know get involved is is he punishes her yeah he pushes her away. He puts a, He becomes ice cold. He He's really dismissive. He puts her down. He talks about her drinking problem. And it's like this awful male, like, protective yeah. layer of I'm going to push you away so that it doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah. But all you're getting is how bad it hurts yeah. for him to do that. And so, like, that's the kind of layers I'm getting out of Cary Grant's character and his performance, even if we don't have any of the backstory. Yeah. And why I still like connect to this as a really interesting yeah. tra- traumatic love well, story.
1: I'm going to throw something else in here, which <clears throat> is that I think that Claude Rains' character who is, Honest with her from the beginning that he loves her, he wants to be with her, he wants to marry her, he adores her in every way. I mean, until he discovers that she's spying on him, he is completely head over heels He's the for real her. Deal, yeah.
0: No, I absolutely. He's agreed, a very emotionally again. Another in reason. touch with
1: his emotions. Nazi. As so <laughs> they
0: made the Nazi sympathizer yeah. who's secretly working with this group on uranium ore and, and you know in disguise in mm-hmm. in Brazil as a as a sympathetic, loving yeah. character. And, mm-hmm. and and you even see more of him as a well as a three-dimensional character and everything that you just said. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't need to say the same yeah. thing again, but you're right. He loves her unconditionally in yeah. a way that we don't get at all from Cary Grant. So that's the kind of triangle you have in this yeah. movie. And she can't feel it. She doesn't... Well, she, she, does she a, doesn't. She's, it's a job for her. It's a job for yeah. her.
1: And Cary Grant can't see that, that... She's just doing what they asked her to do.
0: So, I mean, I'm surprised actually. I I just reread the interview that Hitchcock did with Truffaut, the famous series of interviews where they go blow by blow, mm. movie by movie. They didn't talk about that aspect of it. Of mm. the I mean, they did mention like you've really you've made the enemies, the the baddies, or you know, the bad <laughs> yeah. guys are like really sympathetic in yeah. this movie. And, you know, Hitchcock agreed and said, Yeah, they they did that. But I just wonder, like, how that got past, you know, yeah. wartime, post-war censorship. To, yeah, to have... that's
1: that's interesting. I mean, I mean, they don't get away at the end, no, they, you know, yeah. the, which is, like, the big thing the censors would have, is, like, you can't get away and with murder. And they do try to
0: kill her. Yeah, yeah, they right? do. So they're not...
1: They're not, they're not good people, no, you know? they're not,
0: ultimately. They're... Well,
1: I think it's funny, I mean, because this one, and I think I read about this, this is one of the first ones where he starts to have this sort of, like, over-involved mother character that, mm-hmm. you know, becomes more prominent in later films. So this films. is um,
0: Claude Rains' character. Yeah. H- of course, has Mother. Mother, yes. Who
1: lives with them. <laughs> Madamana. Is... Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and, like, you get the sense that She's she, ha- she has, like an undue influence in his life but he completely ignores her when it comes to like when she's warning him not to marry her and not to get so involved with her and that he's got stuff going on that you know it's just oh gonna God. end up to end his ruin she was right
0: so on <laughs> on the level i'm, I'm going with yeah. where, where you're, i'm leaping off from this on the level of of like set piece scenes like like just scenes that You know, one after another, so many scenes on their own that just are so amazing. And one of my favorite that comes out of that is the moment that he goes into his mother's room Mm -hmm. in the dark in the middle of the night, wakes her up and he's across the room in the chair and she's (laughs) lying in the shadows there. And she's like, what is it? What is it? And he says, I am married to an American spy. (laughs) Yeah. And she sits up. Not a word. (laughs) Yeah. Reaches over for her box of cigarettes, pulls one out. And then it's like, here's what we're going to yeah. do. She, no one will ever know. Yeah. And, the, and that's when they, bec- they they protect each other. Yeah. And she comes up with a scheme. Because he may be high up in this group. Yeah. But we've seen earlier in the movie, they did a great job of showing when somebody did like a kind of a dumb little slip up and almost mm. giving away something in front of um, Ingrid Bergman when she yeah. was over for a dinner party. That they
1: took that guy off. And killed him. To, <laughs> that night. He went on a ride.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Upstate. What, they did one of those uh, let me drive you home yes. and then something happens to the car. Kind yeah. of. So you always have the threat of like when you slip up in this group and this is
1: a bigger deal yeah.
0: to marry an American agent and have them in the house like th- squirreling yeah. out the entire plan. And that's where the poisoning scheme comes yes. into it. Are we spoiling a 1946 movie? I th-
1: probably a little bit, but that's fine. So my favorite scene was the party because Mm -hmm. it had that classic like dramatic irony where the audience knows something's going on and, and they're, you know, they sneak in the back and they find they unlock the the cellar and of course he breaks a bottle while he's down in okay, the wine cellar. Okay, this is classic
0: cellar. Hitchcock. There's yeah. no reason for that bottle <laughs> I to know. break, but you have him reaching yeah. there's they find out basically they find out there's something fishy with the wine bottles and they're no. in the they're in the wine cellar and they've had to scheme to get the key off of Claude Rains's key ring secretly and they've gotten in there and finally she's let him in and he's in there in the dark alone like reaching for the bottles and everything and you've got classic Hitchcock editing. So dispense yeah. of like he's reaching and looking at labels and you see one of the, the bottles, bottles slowly <laughs> edging towards the the edge of the shelf yeah. and then boom
1: <laughs> well and then meanwhile so that's they're trying to clean up quickly and then meanwhile finally they've run out of wine upstairs so claude rains is coming down to with the butler to so get more do? wine yeah <laughs> he, he
0: says he, he grabs her yeah. and, and takes her in his arms and then it has to be like a They cover up the one misdeed with another, which is like, it's better if he thinks I'm just hitting on you and like making a pass and grab you down here than that we actually got into the, I don't know, the uranium ore.
1: Well, that's the one thing, you know, again, I think they've done they've done wrong by Alicia because like they encouraged her. They were like, you have to get that key. You have to get that key. Well, the only key that exists is on that keychain. Yeah. And he's gonna notice that it's gone. And he does. He notices that it's gone. And then, you know, when there's no one else in the house who could have put it back, he's gonna know it's her. Like, essentially,
0: they were th- counting on him yeah. not to notice that it was gone. Well, I, I don't so see how they, catch, he wouldn't, you know. They never even thought about yeah. that the wine was going to run out. It was like, because that was another Hitchcock yeah. suspense thing. Because there's all this business about...
1: <laughs> Seven bottles of wine uh-huh. and six bottles they of that, wine. They, they show the
0: ice with the diminishing bottles <laughs> yeah. of wine. And they're like, didn't you think that he's going to have to go down to get more wine? She's like, I didn't think of that. We've yeah. got to get the key back on the ring. And then, It's great stuff.
1: At that point, there's no way to do it. And then, of course, he finds out and they... You know, that's when he goes to his mom. But yeah, I love that scene. That whole, you know, there's all these great interactions where she's like moving through the party and it's like she's talking to Dev and then she has to move away and talk to her husband. And, you know, it's, it, there's all this like great interplay. And then, and yeah. don't
0: forget how yeah. the whole party <laughs> sequence begins. It's yeah. like a classic, classic Hitchcock <laughs> move where the camera starts high up bird's mm. eye up at the top of the staircase over the entire party and on the guests down there and in the distance down there on the ground you see Ingrid Bergman standing there with her back to us her hands behind her her back and the camera like swoops down on a crane very very well not you know slowly mm. and all the way I don't even know how exactly they did it all the way down to an extreme close up of her hand and the back of her hand opens and you see the key there and she's kind of showing it back there for yeah. for Carrie Grant and, Hitchcock would do that. Yeah, he's like, it's like, we need to show that she has the key. Yeah, let's like show it in the most dramatic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and then Wait. yeah, they pass it off. It's. I just, so I mean, like the thing that upset me about watching it though was that I mean, it wasn't just Carrie Talk to Grant, me about this. yeah, but all how all these men. And it was just men involved in the military and U.S. government agencies. They sent this woman, you know, that they couldn't think of <clears throat> some other way to gather this information. That the only way to do it was to put this woman in essential mortal mortal danger. Yeah, and Like, she almost died, you know. And they don't seem to care because she's just an easy woman. Well, that's one of the sad you know, things about this
0: movie is no, nobody respects her. Yeah. And they all think she's, um, and she
1: risked her life for a country. She's a drunk. Yeah. She's
0: a, she's a wild and crazy yeah. woman. She's European. Yeah. Like they didn't have like zero respect for her yeah. until like she actually does this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, it was never clear what they were planning to do with the uranium or I guess they would make a bomb. I don't know what, what they were actually trying to do with it, but I mean, They're Nazis, so they must have a nefarious purpose of some kind, you know. So, so this is the crazy
0: factoid (laughs) stuff. Is is Hitchcock and Ben Hecht, the screenwriter, came up with the uranium ore thing before Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and the end of the war? They wrote this script in like, want to say, forty two is when they were working on this, and and this is a classic Hitchcock MacGuffin, yeah, like it. There's no reason it has to be about wine bottles full of uranium ore and they that's had bunch, right. they had I mean that's just It could be diamonds. It's just well they they said diamond they said we were thinking about doing diamonds.
1: Yeah.
0: We about illicit diamonds. Mm. So there were they had to think of the thing and somehow they they were they came up with that and it predated like the, the when this was actually in the public consciousness. yeah, And they even went and talked to, it was funny, they said they (laughs) talked to um, like scientists at uh, Caltech or something Mm. when they were kind of doing background research and like, what do you think about, you know, like a uranium kind of thing or whatever. And they were like, that's stupid. Like, don't pursue that at all. That's not ridiculous. A couple of years after the movie came out, Hitchcock ran into the, word came back that when you came to us and asked about that, it totally freaked us out because yeah. we were like we're, they were working on that at the time. And you had an FBI trailing you for three months after after you <laughs> guys funny. came and talked to us about uranium. Yeah. And so um, it really was cutting edge. Well, to- that's why I
1: was. Well, I mean, because I have like a, a vague scientific <clears throat> understanding, but I'm pretty sure that uranium is radioactive, even in its natural state, probably not as radioactive as it would and be and that
0: they don't seem to know because yeah it's yeah just they, sitting there in wine bottles. but maybe
1: nobody knew that back then like they weren't worried they about that you could yeah.
0: you know make a bomb out of uh uranium or yeah. atomic bomb
1: yeah yeah i don't they
0: remember. were like uranium no you should Where we're, we're, hydrogen is where it's at Well, it whatever, sounded but, like
1: they had like a location up in the mountains why didn't they keep it up there anyway that doesn't matter but so it doesn't matter
0: because the story
1: yeah yeah <laughs> they actually, I
0: mean, the inspiration was they 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 read and bought someone's short story, mm. and the only element that they kept was the fact that a uh, a woman was like um, had to sleep her way into like a mm. um uh, situation. Well, like it that. just seems that's very they, that's to the triangle t- they wanted. Well, because
1: this is what produced in forty five out in forty six. Yeah. would they even? I mean, would it be publicly aware that Nazis were? I mean, because Nazis were hiding in in South America, but. Was that even a, a thing that people knew about then Maybe at the time? Maybe they inspired the
0: Nazis to hide out in South America. Maybe.
1: I don't know. That's I don't know. interesting.
0: I'm not sure. I suspect that, like, the screen, like, they wrote the script over a couple of years or something, and, yeah. and the situation changed so they could keep it kind of up to date. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well,
1: I mean, I guess what did the, the war in Europe... I don't know if it
0: was always in Brazil, for instance. Yeah.
1: The war in Europe di- was over in 44, and then... I think right, and then.
0: But the war itself was ended uh, in forty five because
1: right? it went it went on with Japan for right. a while until yeah, we.
0: But I think they bombed. started writing this in forty two. Yeah. So. <laughs> pretty pretty good for a MacGuffin. <laughs> um,
1: but it, yeah, it's interesting. So I've I guess I've seen, I you know I was going I was coming into this thinking that I had seen most Hitchcock. Except for the very early ones and and a couple of the later ones, but I just looked at the, his uh, list of uh, films and What'd I haven't I haven't seen a lot of okay. I've seen all the major ones, but I haven't. Well, seen, this is
0: one of yeah. this is one of the major except ones. for this one. And yes. this often comes up as one of the great you know Hitchcock mm. movies. And I don't know, you just don't hear about it as much anymore. But when I like, I remember when when I was that you know that twelve thirteen year old and I was starting to read you know Roger Ebert's movie mm. Home Companion and stuff like that that this that this was like one of the ones that they still adored. And, you know, yeah. and, and I wanted to show it to you because I know you love Rebecca and it's mm-hmm. from that period of yeah. like Hitchcock and Selznick and when he came to Hollywood and, and he's working with Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman and Gregory Peck and Joan Fontaine and yeah. all of that stuff. And there's there's that really good, great batch. Um, I mean, most of them aren't as good as this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of them, and they're worth seeing. You know, yeah. the Paradine case and the I haven't seen that. I one. confess with uh, Montgomery Clift. I, I don't think I've seen that and, one either. Um, I can't. There's 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 like eight of them, six or eight of them yeah. from this time, and black and white Hollywood. Hitchcock came over from Britain and worked in Hollywood, and they're just great movies.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know, but yes, I it, it, I, I experienced this differently as yeah. a forty whatever I am, 47-year-old man, than I did when I As you should, right? You grow up. And now seeing this through the lens of a man who is is married and has had relationships and has been in love and all that, you know, when I saw... So, yes, like, all the stuff about how appalling Cary Grant is and how hard it is to watch the way he treats her and stuff, like, it's very... It's a very different movie now than it once was.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I... I I know that there are people who are so protective of themselves that they can't, you know. I think I come out of a family of people like that, which is another thing (laughs) I connect to. But it's so hard when she... I I mean, it's not like she's she only holds back after she asks him outright for it, and he can't give her that. That's when she pulls back, which, I mean, I think is you know, he is pre-reacting and she's just reacting to him. You know, it's it's not like she put up her guard instantly or anything. She had the, the you know, emotional awareness to ask for what she wanted and then he, you know, outright denies it and that's really hard to watch and and you wonder what she sees in him when that's all he's giving her is this wall and she's... She's like, she's got all this, you know. Yeah,
0: I can't answer that question. Yeah. (laughs) The movie's just predicated on he's Cary Grant. Unfortunately, they would use Cary Grant as shorthand sometimes. Like, he is Cary Grant. Yeah. So sometimes you're just like, well, of course she's in love with Cary Grant. Because he's Cary Grant. He's Cary Grant.
1: Well, I mean, I just, I actually am kind of excited because to me, the most fleshed out person in this film is is her. She, and that's unusual. I think this is
0: her story. Yeah. It may, he may have top billing, but this is a, this is a movie about her and what she did does, the situation she's put in, the pain she feels, how she tries to extricate herself, how she tries to get the man she loves to stand up for her and love her back. That's, it's about her. She's the protagonist. I I think she's the actual protagonist. Yeah. She
1: is. She's the one who
0: has all of the choices. She's all the tough moral decisions and, and who learns the most and grows the most and suffers the most. So, and screw everything else. Ingrid Bergman is just one of the greatest actresses we've ever had. So you just need to go see like everything that Ingrid Bergman was ever in. You know, I
1: want to say, I saw um, a documentary about the making of one of, I think one of her Hitchcock films, or maybe it was Casablanca. I don't know. But I think it was one of the Hitchcock films she was in. And they have this shot of her coming off a plane. I think it was an Alfred Hitchcock one because I think he was on the plane with her. And I just remember being struck. It's just regular, you know, video camera footage from the, you know, what, 40s, I guess. Yeah, like movie
0: reel footage. And
1: like, you know, knowing how she looks on screen where she has this, I mean, like, her hair... It is actually blonde, but on screen, the way she's lit, it makes it look like a light brown or something like that. in her screen. yeah, I
0: always thought she had light brown hair. Yeah, her
1: I, I... F- her film makeup makes her eyes look darker and mm-hmm. and more and so like to see her in this like. And I think in her earlier films, she actually is, she looks a little more like this, but she has like these light eyelashes and she looks completely different than, mm-hmm. than the sort of glamour way that she shot in, in films mm-hmm. like this. With the gauzy yeah. film and. Yeah. Know. Um, and the, of the lighting that's just uh-huh. so, and. Oh my God. Know.
0: So many of the shot of those two of those tight ups on mm-hmm. them, you had the, the background completely yeah. washed out, you know, out of focus and then yeah. in the foreground depth of field and all that. Yeah. The face, the yes. movie, star is the, is, is the whole thing is why we're here.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I just remember being startled to know that I didn't, I had no clue she was blonde, you know? And, and like, you know, this, this, this video camera was, you know, taken like just after she shot. So it wasn't like she had had her hair done or anything like that. It was just that, that the way that she was lit was so different. Anyway, that's...
0: I think we need to do a, an Ingrid Bergman festival, something yeah. like there, there's some. I, I want to see more films from the rest of her career. She had a really hard life. You know, mm. she was ostracized from Hollywood because she um, got affair? involved her affair with and
1: an eventual marriage yeah, to
0: Roberto Rossellini. The, That's right, the great Italian film director. And um, of course, <laughs> Isabella Rossellini is their yeah, child. A child, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, she had, you know, she moved away and lived in Rome or Italy with mm. Rossellini, and could only make films with him for several years. Well, and she's from Sweden. Sweden, Sweden? yeah. And they're more more
1: conservative there, I guess, or or was she no, trying to I make it that, here in the US? That was
0: I think that was, she was ostracized from the US oh, for infidelity.
1: Well, which is weird because Cary Grant has been married like five times or something, but yeah, whatever. I, 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 I think <laughs>
0: there was a period where infidelity, it was actually still a big deal. Yeah. Whether or not, you know, so yes, there are, you know, Elizabeth Taylor, Cary Grant, who they married a million times yeah. or whatever, but they usually broke off the marriage in between. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I don't know the whole well, story.
1: that's what it looks like from the outside, yeah. but you know, no, I'm just
0: saying, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak with any authority about what happened to her or what, but I know that she had, you know, a tough life and made many wonderful films of many of different kinds. And mm. then and then actually one of those recent when we did a Criterion binge, mm. <laughs> when we went to, for the 50 percent off sale to get some Criterion DVDs, I picked up that um, uh, Ingmar Bergman. It was Bergman and Bergman. It was mm. Ingmar Bergman working for the first time with Ingrid Bergman. Mm. Um, and it's Autumn Sonata. Okay. And yeah. so you have to see that. And yeah. that's, she made it in the 70s. You know, she mm. was still working in the 70s. She went on to play Golda Meir, the, uh, you know, Israeli prime minister mm. in the late 70s, a big television miniseries event that I still vaguely remember. I don't think I saw the thing, but I remember yeah. when I was a kid it being advertised. So she had a long life and, and she was just spectacular. She was amazing. Yeah. Luminous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All the feels, yeah, just so expressive, and so, and you, all of the pain in this movie is there in her eyes, and and, and it's just good stuff.
1: It's it's interesting.
0: And Cary Grant was yeah. always more than a pretty face. I mean, That's he's right. Really, he's, <laughs> he's great in this too. Well, I mean, as a terrible jerk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to talk a little bit about Hitchcock's career, because like I think that. We, as I said, we see the beginnings of that sort of classic Hitchcock thing that becomes like, like how he can stretch that tense, dramatic irony. The audience knows something mm-hmm. that the characters don't know that's going to harm them. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that that scene that in the party is what is it twenty minutes? I don't know if it's you maybe 15 just fifteen or twenty minutes. 20, twenty minutes, and then like you have something like Rear Window where that just stretches. Mm -hmm. even further and like it's like the whole movie is that sort of watching terrible things happen across the window
0: (laughs) that literally puts jimmy stewart in the position of a movie spectator because he is like us like we're there like we know they're fictional people on screen but we're still like on the edge of our seat like trying to warn them and get them to stop doing things
1: yeah like well, I that that one, yeah, that one's uh, particularly brilliant in the way that um, because like he's watching uh, Grace Kelly across the way, and yeah. like he can't do anything about. He's like us, and he we can see the two can... windows. We can see when
0: the bad guy comes yeah. when the bad guy comes back into the apartment, yeah. but she's in the next room yeah. and she's got to hide and he's got to make. so it's it's
1: interesting to watch that develop that sort of sense of dread and i mean like it's it's amazing how influential that is like you can if you're watching something else and you get that feeling that's when you know like it's hitchcock inspired when you get that that feeling like um
0: that tingly tense yeah (laughs) and like the, the
1: movie that i that reminds me of it is um uh happy go lucky like that whole okay. movie, like you feel like something terrible is about to happen. That's odd. That's just like yeah. a, a Mike <laughs> Lee
0: comedy drama. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. But there's this sense, this, this like, because this character just bops around being sort of like unaware of the dangers of the world. Like that
0: time she just kind of hangs out with all the homeless people <laughs> yeah, and yeah. stuff like that.
1: And you just, you just get this feeling like something terrible is going to happen. And
0: the uh, driving instructor (laughs) who's like a powder keg about, he's like really not okay. And he's about to snap completely. We know that, but she doesn't quite know that.
1: Anyway, so I think that that is, I, I don't know. To me, there's a little bit of Hitchcock influence there i mean it 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 plays a little bit on the audience's understanding of how these situations might be dangerous you know so it's not like it's as explicit in a in a hitchcock there's not like a dark man creeping around the corner actually threatening something but it's that sort of implied i don't know yeah i think it's interesting but yeah it's Really draws you into a film to have that. You have
0: all these great things that Hitchcock did then that that seem kind of quaint now, and that you can't really do anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the shot, you know, like the way he's suggesting that she's being poisoned is having that shot where the cup is like in the foreground, like (laughs) like really huge in the in the foreground, and she's in the background sitting in the chair.
1: (laughs) Well, I love the discovery. The moment of like when she discovers their poisoning. I knew it was going to happen that way too. But well, probably, that's been done in sitcoms yeah. a million yeah. Yeah, times yeah, a since million then. Times. This is
0: like the first time. You know, time. where they're
1: like, oh, don't drink No, no, that.
0: that's not. That's hers. It's <laughs> don't like, drink that. So
1: it's like a, a small amount of poison. So it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if the guy drank it. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, but, that
0: was one of the things that Hitchcock was pleased about in the foe in yeah. interview was coming up with the idea of like, He's like, you know, in, usual, in, in your usual sort of run-of-the-mill spy movie, you're going to get something like over ridiculously overdramatic, like they're just going to shoot the person or yeah. do something that would totally actually <laughs> give them away. Yeah. He said, so we wanted to do something that was like so slow and yeah. so cautious that, you know, it, nobody would notice yeah. over time. And that, and they're willing to just wait it out. Yeah. For her to die over the course of a month or two. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like Hitchcock. It's, I forgot. Like yeah. Sometimes he's like one of the first directors that I loved. And then I saw everything over, you know, a decade or so. And then it's not as often that I go back yeah. to those first ones and and remember. <laughs> Why is your dog <laughs> I <whistling>? don't know. <laughs> anyway.
1: So my first Hitchcock film, which I think you mentioned what yours was, was The Birds. My dad wow. showed okay. it to me. Did, were th- you
0: also traumatized by the woman getting her eyes pecked out because I tried to show it to no, my kids I didn't and have Sky that. hates me now.
1: <laughs> that was—I have to say—that was like four years ago now, so I'm sure they're over it, probably.
0: If we mention the birds, <laughs> Sky, says, Sky will say, "That's the one word that, you should, that terrible." She was.
1: She was. I think I was a little older than I was. More. I was probably her age now what she is now yeah. when I saw it the first time, I would bet, and my brother a little bit younger. And I remember really enjoying it. It kind of fit into my brother's sort of love of monster-type films. And then, you know, it's just, it's it's exciting to think of how things that you take for granted every day might be threatening to you. <laughs> so how did
0: you come across the birds?
1: My dad, Your sh- dad showed it to you. To, yeah.
0: Is this a, is this a timeless tradition of dads introducing that? That's what to I was. Hitchcock I was. Uh, that was.
1: I was thinking that maybe that 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 was a lot of people's first Hitchcock film. You know, probably it, it probably was revived quite a bit too. I don't know.
0: The birds. Yeah, yeah I think that was probably one of the most common ones. Yeah, that, I think so. That and Psycho, because, which my dad would because, not because, have again, shown me. <laughs> we think of um, Rear Window as being pretty, you know, at the top. Mm-hmm. No, but like I said, I think it was out of circulation for years. Yeah. I mean, it might have been on come up on TV. Um, but it,
1: I think it's interesting to see how the Hitchcock films move around on the top lists. Because mm-hmm. I think for a while, Rear Window was edging out Vertigo, but now Vertigo is like edging out Rear Window or something. It's very interesting to see all. Vertigo that.
0: was like number one or two yeah. on um, the Sight and Sound mm-hmm. International Film Critics Poll that they do every 10 years. And I don't remember if either of them are still on. Yeah. I can't remember. They do it every 10 years in, Mm. on the, the full, like 2000, is it like on 82? Mm -hmm. In the twos? Yeah. So there'll be one on, they did one in 2012 (laughs) probably. Yeah. So it's going to be a while. Yeah. The list changed a lot in the last Mm -hmm. 10 years. But
1: I remember the big one was that Vertigo moved up from Mm -hmm. where it had been before.
0: And you had um, Citizen Kane has dropped, I think. Yeah, it was number one in '82, probably. When I first was aware of this poll, yeah,
1: because <laughs> again, I had
0: my tattered like when when all this hit mm-hmm. hit me hard. Like movies are awesome. I had my tattered like Roger Ebert's first book, which was his movie his movie guide, you know, yeah. for home video. Like this was the beginning of like <laughs> rental tapes and everything, right? Yeah. So he had like his blue paper. But I still have it over yeah. there on the shelf somewhere. It's it's you know with his reviews of everything that was out on home video in 1982 or whatever it is. I don't know if it's that old. Yeah, but it's blue, and and it has the list of the Sight and Sound movies on it.
1: So I wish that I had been able to see this on the large screen because all the other major Hitchcock that I've seen, I saw. For the first time at our local uh, revival summer series, the Paramount, they do a Hitchcock. They do a Hitchcock revival every summer, but Notorious Um, doesn't come up all that often. I know it's usually the color masterpieces that get. So they'll have and Psycho, and Psycho, um, but they tend to do. They tend to do. They always do Vertigo. They dial m. Usually do rear, rear window. Yeah.
0: North by Northwest every yeah, single time. Yeah, every single time. Which that I've, one's in 70 millimeter. Which I feel like yeah. I've seen too many times now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie, but I Well, I need, you I know, a I've break. only
1: seen that once. Oh, And okay. it has all the great mid-century stuff. The last time stuff. I saw
0: it, I was like, you
1: know what? <laughs> I, I think good I'm good enough.
0: for a while. <laughs> um, it's a great movie, but it's you just get to know it by heart if you've seen it as many times. So the
1: I, I would recommend... To get the full experience of the shots and everything like that, you know.
0: I didn't see this for the yeah. first time on the big screen. Yeah,
1: like, if you can see it on the big screen, my too. dad didn't
0: show me this movie. Yeah. It was the it was the his introduction to Hitchcock through Rear Window and Vertigo. I think it was probably mm. Vertigo. Um, that. I still remember this. Okay, San Francisco people out there, do you remember Channel 44, KBH? What what was the name of the channel? I don't know, but they would do a a movie Mm. every night. You know, this is the 80s? Yeah. So when they had a nightly movie, it would often be an old movie. Mm. And they did Hitchcock Week, and I had the VCR, and I was recording all the Hitchcock Week movies. And that's how I saw this for the first Mm. time when I taped it off Hitchcock week yeah. and i remember the little promo they showed and you're like this week you know notorious and they had the like i am married to an american spy
1: yeah <laughs> As like
0: <the> <laughs> <laughs> gary grant and ingrid bergman in notorious, notorious.
1: <laughs> so,
0: yeah i miss the bay area in the 80s yeah. i can't go back to the bay area in the 80s no sadly um any other thoughts about hitchcock or this film, and yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out for this movie on the big screen.
1: Yeah. Now I
0: feel a little bit sorry that I made you watch it on uh, video. Uh, it's
1: okay, and well, we have a nice TV. It's not that I. It's not that I. Also, I,
0: I don't recommend cutting it in half. Yeah. And watching the second half a day later because the D V D is glitchy and you have to run all around town and end up at the Central Library right. at Austin Public Library to find a copy to be able to watch the second so half. So if you the would like day. to
1: donate to our program a new Blu ray copy of Notorious No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that's the thing also, right? <laughs> Criterion
0: just released an an, an amazing new four K restoration of Notorious that's not what we watched. Yeah. We just watched the regular the regular uh, on the regular,
1: yeah, not even the Criterion DVD, not just even the, the Criterion, just the regular, regular one.
0: Whatever MGM or whatever it was. Well,
1: I mean, I just have to say that I actually kind of liked how this this one had some of the characteristic Hitchcock shots, but it wasn't so bombastic as some of the later stuff is. It's a little it only more has subtle. Like, like two
0: bombastic shots. Yeah,
1: you know, some. I mean, and and not to say that the bombasticness is.
0: It's, I love it's,
1: it. It's, it's used to good effect, yeah. uh, but it's, it's interesting because this movie is a lot more no subtle. Nobody'd seen that before. Yeah, Every yeah. once in a
0: while you have to go, nobody saw weird shots like that. Remember um, Hangover Cam? Yeah. When she's lying in bed <laughs> oh, that's and right. he, he walks across the room with the hangover drink yeah. and the whole camera like <laughs> cockeye spews 180 yeah. degrees as if it's this dizzy sort of that's shot right. of Cary yeah. Grant upside down. Yeah. That's classic, Pretty good. classic yeah. Hitchcock stuff. It's not usually gratuitous. It's usually for a reason. Well, but.
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting because usually it's a lot more obvious. And and that, this one I took a little more for granted. You know, I don't know why. Huh. It just, I didn't notice it as much as, you know, maybe the No, it's,
0: it's mostly in the service of the story. And, yeah. hope, and the characters and that awful situation they're in <laughs> is strong enough that yeah. you don't need to do a lot of tricks. Yeah. Actually, Hitchcock in the interview with Truffaut talks a lot about how simple the film is! Yeah. How he wanted to tell a very simple story and shoot it very simply, like he thought it was there, and all you needed to do was let the story tell itself, sort of thing. So,
1: so and one thing that I learned before we finish is yeah. that the uh, in classic Hitchcock fashion, all shot on doors except for the horses, which were shot um, at a at a horse an equestrian park in in Los Angeles. And I remember watching that, thinking, "Oh my God, those are actually they're actually on the horses," which is not something that people do now. I don't think yeah. they don't shoot people on horses anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's an insurance issue. <laughs> really,
0: I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
1: I mean, unless you're like Robert Redford or something yeah. like that, you know, they don't shoot people on horses anymore. It's they too... do shoot horses, do they? <laughs> That's not quite
0: right. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it. We're, yeah. We'll call it a wrap. We'll uh, close the door on this week's episode of Hitchcock. Finally, Hitchcock. We're twenty-eight episodes in. This is our first. Well, Hitchcock.
1: again, <laughs> we've seen. We've. collectively kind of thought, seen I most of you'd them. Probably yeah. seen most
0: of the major Hitchcocks, but in conversation, it came up that you hadn't seen this, and I don't think. I don't think I, think seen... I
1: came home once into to my old life and yeah. caught the last five minutes of it. You know, just you know.
0: Oh, that scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the finale
0: where they're walking down the stairs mm-hmm. with the Nazis waiting yeah. at the bottom of the stairs. Did you know, did you read about how the the way that's edited is they actually extend like, like they cut that to, in such a way so that if you see how long that plays out mm. and how long they're walking down the stairs, it's much longer than the actual staircase. Uh, was. It's all done in editing to extend the suspense of that. Uh, interesting. Like they would have actually finished that conversation and been at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> a lot earlier, <laughs> but that's another Hitchcock like editing, yeah. like the way he filmed it is it extends how long it takes for them to come down mm. with the Nazis waiting at the bottom and Claude Rains kind of like, please take me with you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you take
0: her to the car. Yes.
1: Pretty
0: um, good. It's a little bit hard to find, I noticed because Disney owns the rights oh, now, yeah. and they've kind of taken it off of streaming circulation. So I feel a little bit sorry that we were like maybe getting you guys interested. If you haven't seen this in a movie, that might be a little bit hard to find. But I think um, if you want to, for five bucks, you could probably order a copy on um, Amazon sellers or Half Price yeah. Books or something like that. But it doesn't seem to be on any streaming service right now. Yeah. Which is a little bit sad and why we had a weird run around on Saturday trying to find a copy at the library so we could actually finish it and yeah. record this episode. <laughs> but do catch up with it if you can. Yeah. And we'll be back at some point.
1: Hopefully, in the hopefully next we'll be weeks. back
0: on schedule. We were away a little bit longer this time um, with Ashley's pick, so, which sh- may sh- or may not be hands, hands on, on, a on a hard body. body. We should lie because to
1: them about hands on a hard body again. Are we going to
0: have to like put in the notes for this this series that we're basically covering things that are like out of print? I this is think happening hands
1: now. on a hard body was available streaming, wasn't it, or maybe not.
0: No, it wasn't. Otherwise, we would have done that. That's
1: right. So again, we're trying to track it down from the library. It's the only copy in our giant library system. So we'll see. (laughs) We were number three
0: in line, I think, right? Yeah. So, but we'll we'll be back with something soon. And um, thank you for listening. Tell your friends about the show. If you're just finding us for the first time, um, look up our Facebook page, Shut Up and Watch This. Um, Our Instagram, Shut Up, Watch This. And you can write us an email if you want to contribute any of your thoughts on, on where we went wrong in our comments on Hitchcock <laughs> or, um, or this movie. And we're at shutupwatchthis at gmail.com And we'd love to hear from you.
1: We
0: would. All right. Take care and we'll see you again soon. Bye.